0: <laughs> <laughs> all right lock and load three two one
1: what's up everybody did i say what's up no yeah, you you said can we start up? again no, no i heard we. it in my headphones <laughs> right, okay just that. a little heads up the headphones have like a half a second leg so it's like hard for me to hear myself because i hear I myself know. in my headphones anyways what's up everybody what's welcome up? back we're back welcome back to the entitled podcast with omari fraser and kelsey materi
0: that was a very crisp
1: yeah except for where i like couldn't hear myself oh, but yeah, it's fine, fine.
0: It's just like anyways you have that echo so if i like go like kelsey 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 because it's like sound echoing the headphones
1: yeah mostly me though but it's fine
0: i'm fine i'm good um what's, what's some things that's been hot around here Ooh. bitcoin yes bitcoin's been popping folks
1: it's popping it's been popping you know what else is popping too what Tesla. Popping. Oh, you think you're funny. Okay. <laughs> funny guy.
0: All right. Uh, yes. Tesla has been popping. Um, I, I will say, I guess we're going to give everyone a financial update here of the world, of the state of the market. Um, Bitcoin's popping. Yep. Tesla is now going to have some competition with Neo, and I guess Apple releasing that. They're going to do an Apple car. Um, what else here? I saw. I have, I have on the top of my head at the moment. I wasn't really in financial up market update mode, more podcasting mode. But anyways, Bitcoin's popping. What I definitely want to do. This is something where before I introduce our guests, I want to warm everyone up to the idea where this whole crazy realm of cryptocurrency out there. All right? we got you covered. We're gonna have someone come on. and Fully break down the ins and outs and what this Bitcoin mess is about. I feel like that would be massive value for all of our untitled guests out there to get some untitled or get some cryptocurrency games in there. can you imagine <laughs> a cryptocurrency called Untitled Media? Oh man. <laughs> untitled Media coin. I like that idea. I'm going to jot that one down. Do a bit of research. You do you. <laughs> but with that being said, I have to bring up our guest for today. Alright, this is a good 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 friend of mine, good coworker. Also my office roommates. That's hilarious. Roommate. This is how we uh, an absolute blast. Bunch of pals I right, working it especially where it before COVID. Like it was it was a hoot a hoot and a half, but now after COVID we had to go online and zoom and all that. But we're still making it work, still getting gains in. Man come, man. Goes into his basement, comes up looking like he's got 15 pounds on him. He's, he takes off his jacket and he's like... Ugh. He's sitting there and flex the shoulders. I was like, shit, look at them pipes. Look at them, py- look at them pythons. <laughs> Man's working hard, but he's from BC. Lots of experience from all over, the, all over the world. A well-traveled man, Mr. Josh Fawcett. What's up? Thanks for inviting me on, guys. <laughs> uh welcome to entitled
2: right pleasure my pleasure
0: yeah do I appreciate ar- it do your arms want to say hello as well I mean <laughs> why Jeez. not right Kelsey's like what is happening right now <laughs> <laughs> I yeah.
1: just I'm just observing See, This is
0: what <laughs> when, when guys get gains we just like compliment each other obsessively on it because we just know like how much takes how much it takes to get
1: no for sure but also, like, you haven't seen each other, like, super recently, right? So. so
2: good co- point. That does
1: change things. Mm-hmm. It does.
2: It's a little bromance, you know. Yeah. Yeah, it's cute. That, that we've been or missing. whatever. You should have seen
0: us in our office.
1: Yeah, you're probably, like, throwing things at each other. Paper airplane, like, love notes. <laughs> <laughs> Paper airplane, like, business
2: deals. I don't know, I don't know what you're talking about. i just leave a voicemail. <laughs> i leave a
0: voicemail. <laughs> and
2: <pick> <laughs> Yes. Yeah, I myself, myself. This is <laughs> this also, is 2020. <laughs> Come on now, 2021. Holy, that's <laughs> true. We are yeah. in a
1: different year
0: now.
2: We are different <laughs> era different
0: times. Yeah, which is too bad. Um, and with that, think about different times. How's the, how's the? Because I haven't seen you. I've seen you in and out, but I guess not consistently as much with COVID. But how's things been? What's up? What's happening? How you doing? You know, I know there's lots I want to get into, but how is Josh Fawcett doing?
2: Yeah, I mean, it has been a while for sure. Things have been good though, man. Mm-hmm. It's uh it's crazy what you can accomplish even in these times when you just put your mind down and just get at it, get mm-hmm. after your goals, right? The only thing holding you back is the six inches in between your brain, in between your ears, I mean. <laughs> Which is your brain. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, I guess. It's just funny the way you were. Word-
0: My brain, my six six inches of brain, or (laughs) of brain, (laughs) okay um, you know, and and with uh, and with that as well, um, you know, you definitely, I guess we've all been through like a transition Mm -hmm. time of different things and different opportunities, different avenues that have come up, and everything. And absolutely, I can say for myself, with all the things, all the things I got in the go, it's just like, ah, like you know. I kept, it's so strange to think about you know what last March April was like and the massive transition yeah you know cause yeah it was you you're you go. yeah
2: no it's just it's been it's been a crazy ride this last year for sure and uh, yeah it's it's one of those things where you know none of us saw this coming mm-hmm. and there's a lot of people that kind of just let it control them and take over their life and I wasn't about to let that happen and i made the decision to you know get back to what i love doing and it's it's been awesome mm. so
1: that's what we like to hear that's what we like to hear so what have you been up to
2: what have i been up to
1: yeah
3: Lots of tell stuff. us all the details Lots of stuff
2: so I, I i was working uh when this all happened i was working in the fitness industry at uh, at a gym helping people get started getting getting working on their fitness goals and at that point, I was, I was at a point where I just wasn't focusing on myself. I was too in, ingrained in wanting to help other people that I totally forgot to, to take care of my own self, right? And I know that's a trap that a lot of us get into. But when, when COVID happened, it was kind of like a blessing in disguise because I now had the opportunity to use that time that I didn't have before to start focusing back on myself. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when the original lockdown or restrictions whatever you want to call it happened um i i made the decision with a couple of friends of mine that we were we were just going to start this little workout program every day and it was just body weight movements at home sucked at first because i was so out of shape you don't realize how out of shape you are until you start training that way and uh just throughout that process you you get to learn kind of who you are you rediscover yourself so to speak right and I loved it. I love that process. It, it it brought me back to, you know, I, I come from a sports background growing up. So I was always, I always had a competitive bone in my body. And I kind of lost that over the years just with, you know, working and, and all this other stuff going on in life. But now that I've re- found something that I'm passionate about again, I have that competitive drive back and it's awesome. I love it.
0: I like what you said with the competitive drive. Because mm-hmm. that, that's actually one of my own lead into because you're you're training right now for a competition
2: i am yeah. no
0: yeah is that that uh and that's interesting because um at first you know you had a bodybuilding phase but now you're into this new
2: is it, is it fair to say new sport new to me new to me, new mm-hmm. to me yeah it's i mean it, it's been around for i think 14 or 15 years now so it's it's not i mean in the grand scheme of things that's pretty new yeah. when it comes to sports right but there's a lot of misconceptions still out there about the sport and you know how you can, like a lot of people have this idea that you know if you do CrossFit you're going to get injured mm-hmm. right and I mean that can happen in any sport doesn't matter Absolutely. what sport it is right I, yep, I grew up definitely. playing soccer I, I got injured I saw my teammates get injured um, pretty bad ones too um, which is kind of surprising and we weren't faking it by the way um (laughs) soccer players (laughs) (laughs) um but it's 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 a sport that's been growing and it's changed significantly in the last i would even say five years and it's something that i just i just started getting into and you know and i found something that that i actually love in crossfit and that's something that i haven't felt in a really long time when it came to my own personal fitness yeah yeah
1: I think it's hard too, because you, like you said, you kind of like lose track of who you are, especially when you're used to playing like sports and stuff, um, which people, other guests have mentioned as well Is like, you're an athlete, like, what are you after? You know what I mean? And it's hard to, to find an identity after
2: that. Mm-hmm. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. You, you've, you grow up playing a specific sport for like, I played soccer for 11 years. It's all I knew really. And you get to that point where you have to make the decision to, you know, follow your passion in sport as an athlete or, you know, what everyone kind of says you have to do, which is make that decision of real world or in some cases fantasy for a lot of people. Right. Yeah. Um, so at that point, you, you make the decision and you, you just feel like you're lost at first until you until you can find something that will replace that that hole in your or void mm-hmm. in your life right so it, it's tough it's tough for sure but yeah it can definitely be done if, you, if you're open to it and you mm-hmm. you actually pursue something again
1: mm-hmm. i'm curious like what got you into crossfit then because you, you mentioned that um you were doing bodyweight stuff and you're just trying to get mm-hmm. back into it and then like what sparked that
2: yeah so it was through it was through a program that we got through an app online Um, it's a great company based out of the U S listen to their podcast all the time. It's fantastic. But, um, their programming in that, that app was very kind of CrossFit related. So a lot of the movements, a lot of the bodyweight exercises were mimicking CrossFit workouts and things like that. So I started doing a little bit more research into CrossFit and I started watching YouTube videos and watching past games, um, over the, the last few years and, I just saw something that really intrigued me is really what it came down to. I just, I don't know what it was specifically, but I knew that watching those videos, doing those types of workouts, how it made me feel was something that I hadn't felt in a really long time. So I knew that as soon as that lockdown ended the initial one, that was the first thing I was doing. I was going to go find a CrossFit gym that I could call home and it's funny when when you go out and and you the first thing you look at you know there's people that are impulse buyers right where as soon as they see something that they like they buy it right and i went in and i i went and visited a gym i'm not going to name drop but i visited a gym and i just didn't have a very good vibe i didn't get that vibe where i could call this place my home and so you know what i was like okay you know what that's okay right this isn't something that kind of describes every gym out there this is just that particular gym, right? Um, so this is when I, I started reaching out to some people that I knew that had been coaching uh, or been training in the CrossFit realm for, for a little bit. And I found my, what I like to call my new home at Optima Performance Training. Um, I went in, I had a meeting with the coach, and it was that's, that's it. It's history now.
0: That's awesome. That's yeah. a good story, though. <clears throat> that's a great story, like. How you exercise a lot of control there? Where you say with the first impulse buyer like first gym, first gym going in, yet done, like done deal. And it's not a fit because obviously you're looking for a fit to call home, and that that's huge when it comes to being a part of something or you know when you're when you're going to give this time and effort and 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 sweat equity to we want to do, having a place where you feel like, oh, this is, this is a place of home and safe and security, mm. that's huge.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. It's definitely something that you need to, to really value if you want to be able to get to that level of performance, mm. right? If, if you, I feel like if you're in a place where you can't be yourself or you just can't see yourself growing, then you're not going to be able to achieve what you want to achieve in anything in life, period. Right. So I took that I took that to heart and I I knew that it was just an experience. We all go through experiences in life, but it wasn't the the end game. Right. And the biggest thing that threw me off was just, you know, I knew that I wanted to be able to get to that competitive level. And it wasn't something that they were willing to do. So boom, right there. I was like, okay, this probably isn't the gym for me then. Mm -hmm. You're absolutely right. Thank you for being honest though right rather than me going somewhere spending months of training sweating blood tears all that fun stuff to find out that you know they have they're not in it equally right Mm -hmm. because you're not going to get there on your own to the level that i want to get to you're not going to be able to get there on your own you need a coach you need someone that you can count on to push you when you need it in the right way right and if you're not going to get that from somewhere then you need to find find a new home that's fair that's
1: so fair that's
0: that's definitely huge and I like like the approach you have because recently I've been I guess this year uh, I'm looking at I guess I'm not say a new gym but I want to add on to the I guess my physical repertoire of like things to do and boxing has been one so ooh boxing I could agree with that so um,
2: I'm not stepping in the ring with you anytime soon by the way
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, we'll, we'll see I think actually there's a funny story i have that might thing do with stepping into the ring or not a story yet but an idea i had but the same approach you did where i went looking around seeing what gyms i liked or or um did i went to like rumble and undercard and like it's good and that was more like a boxing fitness class not boxing technique class which i was looking for the technique like i wanted someone where they can turn me into a fighter or not so much a fighter but give me the tech give me the techniques to which i can at least turn around and be competent skills in, in the skills yeah you're looking for the skills the skills so not the fitness
2: side mm-hmm. as much
0: as as much and fitness will come um i want one of the skills life the same approach where um find a place at home find this nice underground spot on kensington i think teddy's 10th ave i'll name i'll name drop there because not to go and buy a bunch of passes there <laughs> nice. um, and, and finding a place where you can be at home is huge is, is and keen with a coach and mm-hmm. so let me ask you down what it was I say with your coach that you or you said right, this is the guy that can help take me to the next spot
2: yeah I mean when I first when we first sat down you know we had the meet and greet and mm-hmm. he asked me you know what are your goals all those things that you do as a coach when you're meeting a potential new client, right? And you know what? It wasn't It wasn't really anything he said, to be honest. Um, it was, I mean, I told him that I have this vision, I have this goal of wanting to be able to compete. And what really kind of didn't turn me off was the fact that he acknowledged it and said, that's a great goal. He didn't just say, you know what, this isn't the gym for you and, and leave, right? Um, but what really came down to is I just felt comfortable there. Mm -hmm. Right. And when you're, when you're going to be putting that much time into something and spending the time to get to know a coach and it's, it's like a family, right. At that, at the gym that I go to, everybody knows everybody, everybody's cheering everyone on in their workouts. So it's, the atmosphere is key. Um, So it was two things really. I mean, I felt comfortable there. Um, I knew that he had what it was going to, what I needed to get me to that next level. Because he's been at that level before right Mm -hmm. so it's it's not like he's just pretending like he knows what he's talking about he does know what he's talking about he's been through it he knows exactly what it's going to take to be able to get to that next level and then that atmosphere was huge nice having that support system especially especially with fitness stuff something that's new right i was walking into a whole new realm that i really knew nothing about um, or very little, I would say, other than the research that I did on my own. Right? Mm-hmm. There's a huge learning curve um, in in something like that, but I was ready to take that on.
0: Yeah, that's big. Yeah. With with the research you did, did did you ever let that sway your opinions or um, ideas permanently, or or just you just take them in? And just say, hey, I'm going to keep this in mind, but I'm not going to let it affect what, um, affect my views or my point of views. Because obviously, there's a, there's a few. Obviously, I find when people like do their own research, they just find one, one article, one page, one Google search, and that's it. They're they PhD and whatever they.
1: Yeah, it. it's it's not. They need
2: way more in depth. Way
0: more in depth. But I take it you had the approach of like, let me gather, assess and we navigate my way
2: yeah i mean there's always going to be those types of people right where they google search something and they see a negative review and they're like nope not doing it mm. right and i guarantee you you can google search anything and you're going to find negative things about whatever you're searching for it doesn't yeah. matter what it is right you can you can google
0: you can google bad things about google <laughs> <laughs> exactly right
2: and, and a bunch of negative reviews will pop up. So it's kind of funny that way but um i wasn't really when I was doing my research, I wasn't doing research to, you know, assess the sport or make a decision as to whether or not this was something I could see myself doing. I was more researching, you know, what does it take to be able to compete in this sport? What do I need to do? Not just physically, but mentally, what, what kind of nutrition do I need to do? I was, you know, taking advice from high performing athletes, as opposed to a a regular Joe off the street who just has an opinion about something, Mm. right? And I think that's where a lot of us tend to sway is is we take the opinions of people that we don't even know who have no value to us whatsoever because we have no idea who this person is and we take that to heart and we use that to make our decisions. But the only person that's being negatively affected by that is you. You totally cut yourself off to an opportunity that you really know nothing about.
1: well it's like letting people's opinions persuade you when it's like not what you want like you have to follow what you want to do you know
2: yeah like if i mean i used to be that guy to be honest because i i did start in a bodybuilding aspect when i first started training yeah fitness and i always had that mindset of you know we've all heard it before like oh crossfit whatever Mm -hmm. right it's a bunch of stupid movements whatever right we've all heard something weird or negative about it but when you actually do your research, the right research, quote unquote, um, and you see what some of these athletes are able to do, I don't care what anyone says. These are the fittest people on earth,
0: 100%. Absolutely. And, and that's why I like, and that's why I've always had an a, a upfront appreciation with CrossFit because I'm like, oh, when I look, when you look at them overall athlete, like you can put them in a position where it's like, Swimming, they could do well. Running, they could do it. Tossing some football pads, right? They might not know the skills, but physically they're there. <laughs> Rock climbing, um, polo, uh, well, water polo, I should say. I don't know. Joisting anything that requires you to do an athletic movement, they at least have, um, they at least have a form of preparation. Yeah. For it. Well, know, like, for look it. at
1: the CrossFit games, Like those are gnarly. Oh, yeah. Right? Like, of course, they're going to be able to, like, do the things. Like, it's craziness it's, it's, to watch. I've,
0: I've, I've always respected the appreciation of transfer to um, practical use or functional use, right? Like, that's always a always thing of football. Whenever I'm coaching a kid, we have our programs and cats. So we say, hey, everything we're doing here has a reason to where it's going to go to the field. And everything in yeah. CrossFit, like, it'll help you in life, help you carry a boulder, <laughs> get a car. <laughs> all different things like that like i bet when the snow hit and people were stuck they're like i'm ready like this is easy this is a sled push <laughs> <laughs> yeah so, yeah know, all those practical um reasons yeah did, did you have something to say kelsey no no okay. no
1: i said my my little two cents you set you a piece?
0: yeah uh, the transition then i was gonna cool. do that oh my yeah. the transition
1: yeah no be- you got it you got it okay. i was thinking about it but i thought you were gonna ask Another question. So you just go. <laughs> you're you got this.
0: Um outside of outside of fitness and crossfit you're also very well versed in trades and finance. Yeah. Cuz I know you um I know you were in trades for a bit. Which one do you want to go into? I'll let you have a choice? Wanna to do touch on the past and the trades? Yeah, let's, yeah, we'll
2: we'll do a little bit of both. Um, yeah. cuz I feel like both are a big part of who I am today. So um I originally, after high school, I really didn't have an idea as to really what I wanted to do. Um, A couple of friends of mine decided that they wanted to go and do trades. So they both went into electrical because they had the idea of, you know, electricians, they're clean. They don't have to do the dirty work. It couldn't have been more wrong. It doesn't Mm -hmm. matter what trade you're in. There's going to be something that you're going to get dirty doing, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, 100%. so I, I ended up going, and I was still in BC at the time when I first started that program. So I started the pre-apprenticeship program at uh, BCIT out in Burnaby. And I finished that first year of program, and I ended up getting a, a job up in uh, northern Alberta. <clears throat> Which is funny, because growing up, I always had this vision of you know wearing a suit, dressing up, going to work in an office... And my dad worked for the city growing up. So he was always trying to get me to go and work for the city. And in Vancouver, it rains like every day almost. Um, it feels like at least when you're young. Um, and I was like, no, I don't want to go work outside. I don't want to get wet and be all gross all day and, and do this. So, you know, I, I did... Exactly what I said. I didn't want to do, and I went and worked up in northern Alberta, mm-hmm. where you're completely exposed to even worse elements. <laughs> um, negative forty wind chills. You know, you're working outside and in plus thirty, wearing coveralls, hard hat, all that fun stuff, pulling cables. It was it was interesting for sure. But you know what? I'm grateful for the experience that I gained um, throughout that process because you know you learn a lot of really valuable life lessons putting yourself into those in that environment, right? Um, you really learn who you are as a person and, and what your your tolerances are, um, especially being secluded. You're with the same group of guys for X amount of days. You have no family life, really, right? Because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, you're, you're working either, you know, 10 days on, have four days off, two of what you spend traveling. So you're really not getting a balanced life, so to speak, right? But, you know what, I wouldn't trade that experience for the world because it taught me a lot and I have a lot of valuable lessons that I learned from that. I uh, met some really good people while I was up there too, people mm-hmm. that I can still call my friend to this day. So, um, yeah, so that's that's basically how that happened. And But I knew at some point in, the, in my career, so five, six years ago now I actually got injured as an electrician. I tore my rotator cuff and my bicep and at that point – I knew that one, you're just a number because, you know, in the trades, they always preach safety, safety, safety. As Soon as something happens though, it's complete 180 and they're like, oh, eh, shouldn't have done that. That's on you, Um, here's your bags. See you later, right? Mm -hmm. So I got injured, the company I was with at the time let me go the same day, did a bunch of other stuff. I'm not gonna talk about it, but um, at the end of the day, I knew that this wasn't something that I was going to be able to do long-term one because of that injury and two, just because I knew I didn't have that passion anymore for what I was doing. It was mundane. I was doing the same thing day in, day out, and I just lost my drive, so to yeah. speak. Right. Um, and that's kind of when I found what I do now. I had, I made that transition, um, into finance, which is completely out in left field when you come from yeah. a trade background and now you're in, in finance, but, um, I found something that I was passionate about, and that's helping people. Um, whether that's through fitness, finance, or in any way, just you know, helping someone on the street corner. Obviously, COVID, you're not allowed to do that, but um, I'm super passionate about you know, being able to give back and, and make a difference, truly make a difference, right? And as an electrician, you're just, you don't have the opportunity to do that.
0: No. The best thing I can imagine, most people think... Um uh, with, I guess being in aim electrician, it's just like oh, you just put the wires in and make lights go on and off,
2: but pretty much. And, I and mean, there's a little bit more to it I than that. There's more to it, <laughs> and like
0: I, I have a lot of friends who do it, and they would they'd give me a good glare of like that's not the only thing I do. Like, I know I respect it just the overall perception of people thinking, like, oh, electricians is just light switch goes on on and off done, but yeah. obviously there's more to it and I can imagine commercial jobs, big rig jobs. Is yep, there's a
2: lot of danger involved as an electrician for sure. I mean, most trains there's going to be a level of danger for yeah. sure. There's
0: um, funny. I like that you said that that transition went from like complete 180. Was my parents have a saying where you know you either use your brain or your back to make your income, mm-hmm. and at first I'm like forcing my parents to you know they're both you know, they both work their office jobs or you know, my dad's retired now. and Mom's just a part time prof, but it was something to where to say, Hey, no- nothing's wrong with it. But there's just, there's just more longevity with using your brain and your back because your back, you know, will go as far as you take it, you know, if you're someone which as I'm, as I'm sure you can say like pulling pipe and, and using that all using your, your body a lot, the wear and tear, Oh, yeah. You know, like, is your shoulder 100% recovered before you started training CrossFit? Um, or was it, how long did that take you to recover?
2: Yeah. So, I mean, that was quite the process. Obviously, I had to do the physio, the rehab, all that fun stuff. Not at all. Um, mm-hmm. But it's actually at the point before I started CrossFit, it was at the point where I felt like it was actually now stronger than my other shoulder that I didn't damage. Mm-hmm. Um, which is kind of crazy because it's not my dominant hand or side either. But um I think I lucked out because I I, to be honest, at the point when it happened, it wasn't torn enough where I would need surgery. Okay, that's good. Which is good, but at the same time I was like, Okay, well, I don't need surgery, but is it gonna be able to heal properly on its own Mm -hmm. to the point where I'm gonna be still be able to do everything I wanna do? Yeah. Right? And at that point I was like on the fence, because I didn't know, right? I didn't know how my body was gonna react and one thing you do learn when when you get an injury like that is you know how much we take for granted Mm -hmm. our bodies especially right and the things that they can do Um, even just sleeping was a hard thing for me to do when that happened you roll over in the middle of the night and wake up in in pain right it's it's crazy how much we take you know our bodies for granted until something happens of course Mm -hmm. yeah you get taught the lesson the hard way yeah (laughs) yeah
0: it's and it's different because you always hear these injuries with athletes. Like, oh, torn rotator cuff and then joints, and ligaments. But, you know, they have a team and organization who has a vested interest and, in, like, we'll get you better. Like, you mm-hmm. just do the steps. We have a team that will just focus on on you. And they're back in, like, months. Mm-hmm. But then there's that reality of when it's civilization with people. Um, you know, injuries like that. No, they, they're going to take years. You like, know, they yeah. don't have access to the facilities, the, the treatments, you know, waking up and having a guy come massage you out, ultrasound, heat, ice, you know, the, the one-on-one the yes yeah. the full work. Like, you know, it's a complete, it's a complete difference to what I imagine you know, This is regular people, non-high-performing non athletes that have a team. Mm-hmm. Just get them better.
2: Oh, absolutely! Yeah, it's it's night and day, really, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And one thing that you know CrossFit helped me with is I came in, and on the injury front, seeing as we're on that, I I ended up didn't even know you could do this, but you, I sprained my lumbar. I had no idea what had happened. It didn't happen while I was training. Never seems to right. You never mm-hmm. have that cool story of yeah, I was I was deadlifting 500 pounds and I I sprained my lumbar. No, I was bending over to pet the dog when that happened, but, uh, yeah, yeah. So it's kind of crazy. Um, I, I bent down, pet the dog. All of a sudden I went to stand back up and I was like, Oh, that didn't feel right. So I went upstairs, tried to lay down on the floor and stretch, stretch out a little bit. And I go to get up and I I just couldn't get up. I was like, okay, this isn't good. (laughs) Right. So I, I managed to crawl my way into my bed. Um, Laid there for a little bit to see if it would get any better, and it didn't get any better, right? So I, at that point, I was I was getting a little nervous just because I I my dad I've seen what a back injury can do to someone, and his quality of life now is going to be changed forever, mm-hmm. forced to retire early due to back injuries and and all this stuff. So it's something that I take very seriously, and uh, I ended up actually in a wheelchair from that injury. That's and, crazy. Um, yeah and i was back in the gym because of my coach adjusting my programming making sure that i was doing the right things to get my back back to normal so to speak um i was back in the gym within five days after being in a wheelchair from the day that i was in a wheelchair yeah not doing anything i was doing prior to that obviously but moving doing the things i needed to do to rehab it and, and make it so that it wasn't going to be a problem moving forward so I mean, that speaks volumes to just having a coach that knows what they're doing, mm-hmm. especially.
1: Well, and also too, like a little goes a long way. Absolutely. You know?
2: Yeah, I agree 100%. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. I have a question about the finance side. Yeah. Though. So what, what was it about finance over some, some other kind of like wear a suit and dress up and like, what other, you know what I mean? Like business jobs. Yeah, like I what mean, was it specifically? specifically? Do you have a do you have a reason?
2: I don't know if there's something that I could say that was you know specific as to the reason why. Um, when I was growing up in high school, I was taking accounting. I thought I wanted to go into accounting. Um, I was that nerd that always had his homework done the day before, so I would just sit there in class do nothing because um, I was ahead of everyone else. Um, but I think it was more again the i think I found somewhere that I could call home with where I landed up, and it wasn't i don't think it really has anything to do with finance. My mom actually comes from the traditional industry, so I grew up around you know banking and and that kind of stuff right um, so it wasn't really the finance itself. I love numbers for sure don't get me wrong. numbers is probably one of my favorite things but it was more the, the atmosphere. It was a place that I could call home. Okay. The people that I got to meet and, and get to know, like Omari, um, hey. <laughs> um, is really what, what made that probably one of the best decisions I've made, mm-hmm. career-wise, let's say.
1: Interesting. I like that. Because some people are like, well, I want an office job and I want to be a business man or woman and I want to do all these things, but it's like, there are so many different things to do.
2: Absolutely. that relate to that.
1: Oh, 100%. Yeah, so that's why I wanted to know like what was it? Cuz you had said like I want it. I pictured myself in like the full suit going to work kind of idea, right? Mm-hmm. And it's so broad when you think of it that way.
2: Oh, absolutely. I mean, you can honestly you can dress up in a suit and go work at a that's supplement true. store if you really wanted that's to, true. right? Um, but at the end of the day, it, it wasn't really the suit, the tie you know, there's that saying, you look good, you feel good, right? Yeah. Yes, to a degree, that's, that's very true. But it was just the way being in that environment made me feel. As opposed Confident. to anything else. Confident, comfortable. Like this was a place where I knew that I could go out and actually make a difference to the level that I wanted to.
1: Do you have a situation in like a past work environment where you're where you knew like this is i can't do this like this is not like the opposite feeling to feeling comfortable like a gut feeling like i hate this job i can't oh, do yeah. this oh, what yeah. are those what are those examples Many
2: times in my my electrical career for sure um one that kind of strikes me as as one that stands out would be i was i was working up a job in fort mcmurray and it wasn't a camp job, it was you know living, living out, so we had condos in, in the city of Fort McMurray, and all of my coworkers were, you know, that type of person who like, loved to party, they lived to drink and have fun and stay out late and do you know stupid things. Um, and that just wasn't me. I never have been into anything like that. It's never been my thing. And being in that environment surrounded by everyone that you worked with. That's what they wanted to do on their time off. After they finished work, the first thing they'd grab is a beer out of the fridge. Not go to the gym or, you know, make a good meal for dinner. It was beer first, everything else can wait. Right? So, that was a, a an environment where I knew that this wasn't going to be somewhere that I could actually excel. Interesting. Yeah. And
0: was that did that did that have to do more with the surrounding? The surrounding areas, not say surrounding people, but the culture and atmosphere of of those places.
2: Absolutely, yeah, and I mean, I know that's not the only place that that yeah. happens, right? That's that's most trades in general, right? Or they're commonly misconceived as that. Yeah. Um, but it was definitely the atmosphere, the way it made me feel when I was around them, because you know I was the outcast. I didn't like partying i didn't want to go to the the bar and have a beer with the boys so to speak right um i would much rather go spend my time working on myself in the gym than going out and wasting money on on alcohol right i worked all day to earn that money the last thing i want to do is hurt myself by ingesting something that that isn't going to be aligned with where i want it to go
3: mm-hmm.
1: You're basically throwing it away at that point. Exactly. For someone like you who's like, I don't even like this stuff.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's it, it, What's the point? Right? It's It's. It's like eating something that has no nutritional value just because it tastes good. What's the point? Right? Yeah. You get that instant gratification of something that you like the taste of, but you're not getting any long-term benefits. There's no other benefits other than that short-term taste mm-hmm. or feeding that temptation that you had
1: but that's an interesting lesson though for uh like people who are listening who feel pressure from people they work with to go and do the things that they don't want to do you know what i mean because i feel like a lot of times there's more people who are like you who are like i know i don't want to go party but they end up going because they want to fit in yep and that's just not you have to you have to find within yourself to be like no like that's not me sometimes that takes guts like depends on who you're hanging out with high school especially Definitely. i feel like high school is yeah. a place where that happens too often
0: yeah i 100 percent agree high school yeah, yeah. is like that um you see you see that a lot in the, in the i see that a lot in the kids like, especially the high school group um i think during the just after the first lockdown when Cases were rising, and the like, kids were back in school. We were, we were telling them, like, hey, no, um, like, be the leader at school, tell people to keep the mask on. Because, of course, all these kids haven't seen each other all summer because of lockdown. Go to school, right? Dapping each other up, mask down. That's obviously not going like, to keep everything COVID safe. And we would try and empower the kids to, hey, you know, be the leader, tell people to put the mask on, and everything. but." They're going against the grain there and that's super hard and it's you know you're not gonna blame the kids for for it all but to try and empower them and then have your surrounding beat you down or treat you as that outcast it can be hard I can only imagine the magnitude of that while you're in high school yeah mm-hmm.
1: do you have anything um, like any advice that you would say to someone who maybe has the same thought process as you did? but don't really know how to like convey it or how to like stand up for themselves because i feel like a lot of the time it's like they just like i said they're just trying to be cool and fit in Mm -hmm. what would you say to someone listening who maybe feels that
2: yeah i mean it's it's a tough position to be in for sure it's not going to be easy but you need to you need to ask yourself is is what i'm is what i'm about to do gonna benefit me In two, three, four, five years time, right? And if it doesn't align with where you want to go, is it really worth your time or, you know, worth being able to, to fit in, so to speak, right? Because if you fit in now, but it's not where you want to go, it doesn't matter whether you fit in now because it doesn't align with where you're going. It's just a, something to consume your time at that point, right? Mm -hmm. So, I mean, you got you to gotta really ask yourself, is this going to be something that is, is the right decision for me? And it won't be easy. I'm not going to sit here and sugarcoat it, but um, you need to, to look inside yourself and figure out what is more important for you at that point.
1: I feel like that's so important because, I mean, it's not just for, I mean, high school kids. I mean, it's for everybody mm-hmm. or people who are, you know, have their parents influencing them at 20, 21 years old. Right. Absolutely. Or have their peers influencing them, telling them like, why would you, why would you do that? That's a dumb idea. You know what I mean? Why would you start a business? Like it's going to go nowhere. Yeah. You know what I mean?
2: Yeah. And you know what? I mean, you're always going to have that. It's not just something that happens in high school. Oh, exactly. And it's, it's, honestly, it's probably going to come from the people that say that they love you the most more often than not. Right, and it's not because they're trying to pull you down or drag you down or tell you you can't do something. It's coming from a place of that they actually do care and they love you, and they just feel like they don't want you to step outside and and excel if it might end up getting you hurt. Right, so they're coming from a good place, but you you just need to if if it's your dream, if it's something that you really want to do, you just got to go for it. Hundred percent. I love that. Do it. I love that shit. Just do
0: it. One thing I've been telling, uh, actually, I even dropped this Kelsey into our group chat. um, And it was funny you say that with like the closest people, you know, they want to see you thrive but not get hurt. Um, I guess this has a relation to which uh, I think one of us, I forget who, I think it was Maddie or Jane that posted something about like how like a random stranger is giving them more support. And I was saying that it's crazy to see how the people who you think will support you don't, but the strangers are like all for you. Yeah, it was Maddie.
1: It
3: was Maddie.
0: Yeah, and I remember Grant Cardone saying this, to which he says like, "Strangers have what you want," and it's more like the maybe on the sales side and the um, the side of which. You know when you're when you put yourself out there and you first start, your friends and family don't help you, but then you have some Joe Blow. And I'll say Joe Blow, like, random stranger doesn't know you, gets to know you, and is like rooting for you. It's like, hey man, I want to see you win. Mm-hmm. And you're just like, why couldn't I get that from my parents? Yeah, or your people. Parents or my pro, my people, and then all our life we're brainwashed to think strangers are bad. Now, granted, strangers that are that have different um, intentions or creepy intentions. Yeah, those are bad, but those have good intentions and want to see you win. Those are the, those are the ones you want to surround yourself with.
2: Definitely. Yeah, yeah that's it's very true. Mm-hmm. It's pretty crazy actually, and I think it's it comes back to the same thing, right? Like the the your family, the your closest circle are afraid to see you kind of jump ahead of them, mm-hmm. so to speak inadvertently like they probably don't realize that's what's happening when they say these things but um that's essentially what they're doing they're portraying their insecurity sometimes so that you don't grow out of them so to speak Mm -hmm. obviously you're never going to grow out your family but that's just the way that is like even with my crossfit that i want to to be able to compete you know i'm not at an age where i'm the typical age to be able to compete at that level um and you know when i first told my parents that i wanted to do that one is like yeah that's awesome go for it and the other one's like oh be careful don't hurt yourself why are you training all the time right um and it's like you just gotta say you know what i appreciate that uh i acknowledge what you're saying but i'm doing this for me not you mm-hmm. right at the end of the day what you do is for you no one else
0: huge 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 you know, right there <laughs> um question we got for you now to touch back on with the finances uh what are two things you wish you would have learned about finance um in school and then what would you say would like to be taught in school maybe as the education system progresses forward to helping people be prepared on the financial education side
1: that's a good it's such a good question because it's so true like it's half the stuff you don't learn half of the life stuff you just Actually, pretty much all of the life stuff, honestly, you literally don't learn in school. And as I was like going through these questions and Omari and I were talking about them or whatever, I was like, man, like, why did I sit and (laughs) learn about X amount of things when I could have been learning about important like money stuff like taxes or stocks or like, I don't know, all the good stuff business stuff. I don't know. And literally anything. Tangible things that you can actually yeah. use, right? Like, yeah, literally anything.
2: What do I care about Egypt's history? What's yeah. that going to do for me in my future? Yeah. Probably nothing unless you go into Egyptology or whatever, right? Yeah. Which is probably not going to happen, right? Yeah. So I um, just
1: want to know what you want to, like, you have to say about that.
2: Yeah, no, I'm, I'm 100% on the same page, right? Um, now more than ever, there's, there's so, such a void in what's being taught to the kids in school Um, and it's going to be hard to, to really say, you know, two things, right? There's so many different things that Mm -hmm. you could, you could say, um, one for sure is, you know, you kind of touched on it, Kelsey, when you said taxes, right? It's, it's life, right? Mm -hmm. You can't avoid that, right? It's going to happen whether you, whether you want it to or not, (laughs) right? As, As weird as that may sound, but, um, learning how to plan for that, how to prepare for it, how to, you know, take advantage of different strategies and things like that when it does come to taxes can be huge. Makes a, a, a world of difference um, throughout your lifetime, right? And then the second thing I would say is probably something super simple that you can use in, in many aspects, and that's something called the rule of 72, right? It's Einstein's rule, came up with it however many years ago, um the banker's rule right and it's you basically you take your rate of return divide that into seventy two it 'll pop out the number of years it'll take your money to double it's pretty pretty simple but so powerful
0: just to and know just to know um absolutely that's huge, and that's one where like i don 't know, but i 'm sure there's theres there's a handful of people there who don 't know that simple tool which can easily give you an idea of like, all right, if I put my money into this or um, put this on your credit card, what then? Mm-hmm. That rule also works in your debts and it's very scary. When you, when you calculate it that yeah. way, and realize your debts are doubling every four years um, if you're someone who's not going to touch them. So yeah, that's massive.
2: Yeah, it's, it's like that big cloud kind of weighing over you when it comes to debt for sure. Mm-hmm. And then what sorry, what was the second question?
0: Uh <clears throat> wish that you I guess you learned in school and then what would you then want to proceed and teach to schools? Teach to schools. Yeah, would it be would it be the same concepts or would you just then flip it and and teach us something other on a certain level?
2: Yeah, that's again that's that's a tough question. Um I feel like you know, even even the educators these days probably don't even know most of this stuff, which is a scary thought, right? There, these are adults usually that are teaching these courses in high school or university or whatever um, that might not even know those simple concepts that I just mentioned, right? Or know enough about it to teach someone about how it actually works, right? So, to be honest, I mean, I think it's just creating more awareness around the subject in general. There's not two things that I could say that I want to go and teach someone other than, you know, becoming, we need to become more aware of what we're teaching the the kids that are are growing up and see that it's not going to get them in any anywhere, really. Mm -hmm. Right. At the end of the day, the the things that we learn and we teach have no long-term value At the end of the day yeah unless you're going into like being a doctor or something like that then obviously chemistry and biology and that kind of stuff is still valuable
1: yeah no it's it's uh it's crazy and like like omari was talking about with with uh credit cards like i remember a few years back um i worked somewhere and one of the Obviously, it works somewhere. Um, mm. But one of the managers there was like, yeah, I just like have my credit cards and like whenever they um, give me a chance to like increase my credit limit, I always just increase it and I always just like spend and then I just get another one and I increase it again. And I'm like, dude, like you're swimming in debt. <laughs> like, please tell me when you're gonna like drop like 20K and clear your credit card, at, for example. At
2: what, like 25 20 years old?
1: Uh, I think they're definitely older than I was. I was probably 21 at the time, maybe. Yeah. And they had to have been in their, like,
2: mid-30s. Even still, right? Like, no, but,
1: like, seriously, like, who's going who's to, like, how do you, you know what I mean? Yeah. You, I'm just going to raise it until I, I until I die.
2: <laughs> Pretty much. And, unfortunately, that's just the mindset that a lot of, mm-hmm. a lot of people have. Yep. And it's crazy to think that that's the state that we 've gotten to as a society, mm-hmm. that debt is now acceptable and is not just acceptable but it's almost sought after in some cases and the sad part is is that the the industry will sometimes take advantage of that
0: there's, there's money in debt, and that is an area which i guess we, I guess we, we've seen it on the industry side or the company side where they'll touch on yeah this this product and that and I know I think one of our times we had a one of our one of our conferences out a um, regional conference we had it out in Banff mm-hmm. and it was well, we had a nice little celebration late nights um, I was playing pool at 2am with I'm not going to say his <laughs> name for the sake of uh, protecting his identity and all that but just was talking with him and I was like how, what's it like on the industry front? Like, what are they looking at? What are the numbers? And he's like, right now we're up and, you know, they were a lending company and I guess there's our side and there's uh, there's multiple channels to, like, the distribution they have. And he's like, other companies are just, like, pumping people through with debt over and over and over. And, yes, they do get profits out of it, but they just know, like, it's hard to... Look at sometimes because you see, like, damn, this is gonna damage a family or da- damage someone at what level. But I guess it's nice, not to, not to toot our horns or our horns, but um, you know, we're, it's nice to be able to fix that for people at, at times and give them that
2: relief. Yeah, which has been, which mm-hmm. been sometimes that, and, that light at the end of the tunnel, right? Yeah, yeah, that light in the, the tunnel, which is nice mm-hmm.
0: um, To to that as well. Um, I have a question I was, I was thinking of. I was like, oh, I got to ask him this. Um, shit, I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> Man, shit. that's my favorite question. <laughs> I love that one. Oh, I love that question. Shit. Shit. Um, the, what would you say has been your biggest, um, I'll, I'll, I'll let you, um, like, Make it so that you don't have to show any names, but what's been your biggest story where you've gone into, you had a situation, had a family, had a case, and just completely changed their um, outlook on finance in the future? Uh, like you, you, you can, you can explain it to where it's compliant and no names and data and all that, but just the overall feeling that that person had. If you want to touch yeah. on that?
2: Yeah, I mean it's it wraps right back around to kind of what we already talked about, where it's. You know debt is now an acceptable thing and it get it got to the point for this particular individual where you know they had a truck came from the oil patch as a lot of albertans do right that's the dream of the alberta dream right back in the day um had a seventy thousand dollar truck thousand dollar payments a month just on the truck payment alone not including gas not including insurance none of that stuff um Swimming in credit card debt and and line of credit debt, uh, probably at the end of the day, was probably in debt about Mm $110,000, right? Which, you know, in your mid-20s to early 30s, that's no joke, right? And got to the point where that individual could no longer work in the same capacity that he was. And now what do you do? Right, you're living off of government money, government funding, and how how are you? How is someone? How can they expect someone to keep up with that lifestyle coming from the the oil patch, right? Where you're making four, five, six grand a month to now only making two to three on government subsidy, and still be able to make those payments and keep up and live, right? Yeah, not yeah. You might be able to make those payments, but you have zero dollars left over for food and toiletries and going, having a little bit of fun every now and then. Right. Um, so, you know, we work with some great companies and through one of those great companies, we were able to kind of restructure some of that debt, um, brought his total debt down from, you know, that $110,000 range to getting completely rid of the vehicle, getting him into a new vehicle that was a lot more fuel efficient as well at the same time. Mm -hmm. um, brought that total debt down, you know, he was outgoing he was probably, you know, twenty five hundred dollars a month just in payments, not including food, rent, none of that.
0: I can only imagine what size interest, what size principal.
2: Exactly, right? Um and we were able to bring that payment down to, you know, five hundred bucks for the car. So half of what that truck payment was costing him. And the remainder of that debt, which was about thirty thousand Minimum payment on that was probably somewhere in the range of, you know, five to 750 bucks a month to $165 a month. Ooh, Zero percent interest, five years, you're completely paid off. Right. And when, you, when you're able to show someone that and you can literally see that weight lifting off of them as you describe this and tell them that you're able to do that for them, it's, it's there's nothing that can describe it or replace that. Mm-hmm. It's the best feeling.
1: Well, that's like just the truck payment alone going down that much. Like, look at what you have from that, mm-hmm. right? Like that already, right there, like f- fuels so much more change by you starting with like one thing. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm sure he loved his truck or she or whatever loved their truck, but like, what a big change, yeah. You know,
2: absolutely. I mean, sometimes you got to do it. Yeah, I mean it's not ideal, but you got into the position you are in, doing things that weren't ideal as well, right? Because mm-hmm. if you didn't go out and get that thousand dollar truck payment and upgrade your truck every two three years for no reason at all, um, you know you you probably wouldn't have been in that situation to begin yep. with, right? But yep. you know we make those decisions short term thinking versus long term thinking of you know okay what happens if. I can no longer work or I no longer have a job because the industry completely gets uprooted due to the economy, right? We don't think that far ahead. Most of us don't, right? Um, so there's there's nothing, I'm not saying that, you know, people that are in that position are are in the wrong because you just, you didn't know any better, right? Most of us. And that's what I love about what we do is, is that we, we provide that education around options. We don't, try and force things down people's throats we don't try and you know say you need to do this otherwise you're completely screwed basically right Mm -hmm. we we lay out the options and say you know what this is what i would recommend and then we go from there
0: Mm -hmm. i can only imagine him being able to give him that proposal and being like hey look um we can cut this debt down by by close to half more than like they yeah, have more than half just being like yeah. what and you know they ever had that moment where it's like is this too good to be true and it's yeah. like reassure them like no no
2: it's it's, it's, it's real this <laughs> is, this is, is that frequent
1: like the too good to be true like feeling for, for people for,
2: i would say i think it really just depends on the on the individual right what their belief level is and kind of where their what their background is right For someone who comes from having like zero education, zero knowledge around finance or money Mm -hmm. and debt and how that stuff works, being told that kind of news is probably going to seem too good to be true because they don't know any different, right? All they know is the bank keeps calling me, right? They're increasing my credit limit, which I love because now I... Have more money to spend because i don't make enough money to pay the bills so now i can use that to help pay the bills until we get to that same point again where your credit card's maxed out your income doesn't make up enough to support your lifestyle and then all perfect the bank called again i can increase my credit limit perfect i can breathe again for a little while right um so i feel like there's a lot of people living quiet lives of desperation and on the outside looking in, they look like they're super happy. They have all the toys. They have the nice truck, the new vehicles, the, the nice family. But on the inside, that's not probably what's going on.
1: Yeah, no, 100%. Mm-hmm.
2: That's
0: that's big. Uh, to wrap up, I guess then, with this finance era, I want to combine the realm of which what we're in right now with COVID mm-hmm. and... I can only imagine the financial situations of people right now you know what would you say are some top three i'll you know you can i'll let you pick the number in top three four five but where would someone start to where it's like okay hey, we're coming out of this covid we should be coming out of this next lockdown um how can i get financially back on track mm-hmm. you know will we'll be a family an individual a couple's first steps of being all right, like I got my job back. I can stop going on the CRV or CRV or whatever they call it whatever, these whatever, days. Whatever, whatever it is, and get back on track to how things were before.
2: Yeah, I mean, first and foremost, you got to find someone who who's an expert in that field, right? I'm not preaching for me or, or you, Amari, but you got to find someone that you can work with that can show you the right path right and that's first and foremost that you can try and do things on your own there's a lot of people who do um or try to at least um but at the end of the day it's not going to get them to necessarily where they want to go they might it might seem like it but at the end of the day a professional is probably going to have different things that they have access to as opposed to an individual just researching online right um so first and foremost seek seek some sort of help right find someone that you trust to work with, mm-hmm. right? Um, two, I mean, you just got to make it a priority, right? A lot of us, we, we neglect it. And it's kind of like the head in the sand analogy, right? Where, you know, we know that we're going to be working. We still got 30 years of work left. I'll worry about retirement later, right? I still got 30 years left, right? What do I need to worry about now? And some people, they don't, they don't have to worry about it, right? But a lot of us you just have to start, right? Um, there's something powerful about starting a habit early, even if it's just 25 bucks a month going towards some type of plan, you're building that habit, you're building that muscle, right? It's like working out, right? Mm-hmm. You, don't, you don't go to the gym once and all of a sudden you're jacked, right? Except for you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, most of us have to work a little harder for that. Um, but at the end of the day, it's that compound effect right and or that slight edge effect where small things done over a period of time will equal big results and that's probably the biggest thing I would say mm-hmm. out of everything in life period, yeah. not just finance
0: that's a big that's a big life one to touch on and I really like the last one the habit mm-hmm. that's a really big especially when. You know when it comes to new clients i get or young clients i should say i don't mean want to tell them like hey you got to put away two thousand one thousand we don't mean really do that but it's like whatever we do we have to make an amount that we can consistently do for a time being and have And kind of like reprogram into the fact of like we're doing this for yourself not for me like yeah like like this is not for me this retirement's for you it's your retirement you're putting your money in for yourself, essentially paying yourself first and, mm-hmm. and getting comfortable with that and liking that feeling.
2: It, it's yeah. It just becomes normal mm-hmm. once you've built that habit. Right. It's not this strange concept of, you know, Oh wow. I only have a hundred dollars left after my paycheck. and you expect me to put a hundred dollars away every month? Like, Oh, huh, what am I going to do? Right. Um, But you're now in a position where that $100 doesn't seem like it's a big deal because you've built that habit, Mm -hmm. right?
1: Another thing too is like I feel um, if you have a savings account and you have money being taken out when a paycheck gets deposited (laughs) and it takes out, let's say, that $100 and it puts it into that account, especially, so my uncle – is like a C has been a CEO for years and owns his own company and all this stuff. And when I had initially um, switched to the job that I'm currently at um, that base pay that I started at, he was like, before you even get that first paycheck, he was like, make sure you put X amount and have it taken out right away so that you don't even see it. Mm -hmm. He's like, because once you see that amount and let's say it's $1,200, once you see that $1,200, He's like, you're not going to want to, you're not going to want to take that out. And mm-hmm. he's like, it's not just you. He's like, I'm saying in general, he's like, you need to, I'm sa- now I'm saying this, like in general, it's like, if you have it come out and you don't even see it, it's like out of sight, out of mind. And you have that 1100, let's say to work with you. are Like, okay, that's what I'm getting paid.
2: Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah, looking oh, at absolutely. it in a different way. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, for everyone, it's going to be a little bit different. For some people that might not work, just because... No, exactly.
1: Oh, sorry. Yeah. Sorry, headphone users. <laughs> my um, bad.
2: Just because some people will still see that account when they open up their app and they'll be like, oh, I got $1,100 in my, you know, checking account, let's say. But I also got this, you know... Savings. savings of, let's say it's 500 bucks at the time. So yeah. I'm going to go out and buy a new PlayStation 5 because I've been wanting this for months. And not care because I have that five hundred dollars that I can just move if I needed to. Right.
1: Yeah, but it's, but then it becomes the principle behind having it in that account for reasons of like whether it's I don't know saving mm-hmm. for a house or for An emergency emergency fund, yep, or for even for retirement if that's yeah. what it is.
2: Yeah, yeah. So right, absolutely, I agree.
1: So it's, 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 I feel like it's a different way of looking at it, and I feel like again stuff like that is not taught in school. And it should be, because it's all money management. Mm -hmm. And it's important.
2: Absolutely, it is. It's probably the most important skill you could learn. Because without that, what do you have? In this day and age, right? Everything revolves around money. And the more money you have, the bigger the difference that you can go out and make, right? I think there's a, a negative connotation around having money. And I think that's where a lot of us are kind of living is, you know, people that have money are bad people. That's no, that couldn't be more wrong, right? I mean, yeah, there's going to be some bad apples. Don't get me wrong, there always is. It doesn't matter what you're talking about, right? Yep. But the more money you have, the more of a difference you can now go and make. You can go give back to charities, you can start foundations, you can fundraise for things that you are passionate about, right? giving back to the community, whatever that looks like for that individual is going to be different. But with that, without that money, you're not going to be able to do those things. You're not going to have that same impact that you could possibly have by having that money, right?
1: Mm-hmm. It's tricky too, because everybody's different. Everybody uses their money for different things. Everybody gets you know, paid different amounts and their bills are different amounts. And you know, their priorities are different mm-hmm. too. So it's never the same. No. for anybody
2: definitely not and that's that's another thing i really like about being in finance too is that you're never going to get in the same situation 100 percent the same and that was something that i started to really not like about the trades was that it was the same thing day in day out nothing ever changed except for where you were pulling the cable right and with finance and even crossfit it relates to both really is constantly changing right you're never doing the same movements all the time you're not going to have the same client scenario back to back right i mean they're, they could be similar but they're never going to be the exact same there's always a variable that's going to change and it keeps you on your toes keeps things interesting
3: mm-hmm.
2: and it keeps you learning and growing too right because if you're not learning and growing then you're basically dying
1: uh, that yeah
0: That's that's true.
2: (laughs) Uh, That
0: that was nice. That That was nice. nice. Yeah, I like that. If you ain't growing, you're dying. (laughs) Pretty much, right? Go get that, get that printed. (laughs) Um, to wrap up here, then, what does it look like for some of your goals for the next three years, next five years? What 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 does the future have in store? I take it competing. That was obviously one. Um, While you take it, and you can have... The range is, range is free to yours, but what's, what's in the store for Mr. Josh Fawcett?
2: Yeah, I mean, first, first and foremost, I mean, I want, I would like to be at the point where 2022 CrossFit season starts, I'm ready, mm. right? And I know that's, you know, there's gonna be a lot of people out there that are, might be listening to this where they're like, yeah, that's probably not very realistic right i just started doing crossfit three months ago how does someone go from three months experience to a year later so 15 months experience getting to that that high level of performance and you know what in most cases you're probably right but that's not who i am right i wake up every day and i say i look at my life in general and i say you know what areas can i get better in whether it's my nutrition, my training, my mental focus, well, I'm training, where can I make some sort of improvement today that's going to make a huge difference a year down the road, right? And I think if we live by that standard in any shape, right? It doesn't have to be fitness. It could be your job. It could be your family. It could be your faith, whatever. You're always going to be growing. You're always going to be learning new things and you're you're going to get to where you want to go. So that's, that's the the motto i guess you could say that i live by now um and i've really transitioned that into my my fitness as well so definitely i want to be able to to be at that competition level by the 2022 season whatever that looks like cuz obviously covid's played a big part in in online competitions and competitions in general so we'll see what that looks like but that is definitely my one of my main focuses and then in regards to business finance that kind of thing um I don't really have anything specific, to be honest, um, in that regard. I do know that I am passionate about doing that and helping people. So um, I know that I want to be able to go out and make a difference in, in, in many families' lives, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I couldn't tell you exactly what that's going to look like, but that's the joy of it, right? You never know what it's going to look like until you, you have that feeling of, you know, that story that I described earlier, right? Um, outside of that you know I, I'd like to eventually be settling down <laughs> um, obviously when you want to compete at that kind of a level it's, it's a little more difficult for sure because everything you do is kind of devoted towards that one goal and that one goal being it kind of consumes you yeah. right and if you have to fall in love with that process otherwise you're never going to make it and that's like with anything in life in my opinion
0: so Josh is off the market ladies he is dedicated to crossfit dedicated to crossfit catch him at the 2022 right give him some water finish some meals after and you might take away his heart then <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's funny well should we do quote of the day
0: Yes, let's, let's okay, do us do one
1: today. day. this one's a good one. What you got? For it's us actually, for us? actually a it's actually a Drake lyric Ooh, that I really right? like. Keeping it Canadian, um, I like it. <laughs> and it's um from it's lose you by Drake. Um, and there's a line where he says, "I notice people standing for nothing and getting tired."
0: Oof, so I like that I'll one. Say it one more time. I just need to hear that again.
1: <laughs> okay, I notice people standing for nothing, getting tired. <laughs>
2: That's uh that's like that silent right hook to the jaw. Yeah.
1: Well, what do you think about that? Do you not think it's good?
2: That, yeah. that's that's that, good. That's, that's deep. deep. That it's definitely
0: deep. like poke, not say pokes out a few people, but like that's gonna get to someone.
1: Yeah, so know? what what are your thoughts? Omari. I feel like like
2: <laughs> I think she's taking a jab, bro. No no, I'm not. <laughs> I'm just like
1: usually we discuss the quote of the day, so yeah, I'd just like, like to know what you I, guys think about I, it.
0: I feel like That quote is very direct because it basically takes a gut punch, like, silent. To you? Not to me, not to me, but to, like, people who are just doing nothing.
1: Okay, yeah, because I was like, that's not you, Omari.
0: No, (laughs) that's far from what I'm doing. I'm, like, at a point now where I got so much going on, I'm like, I need more time. (laughs) Yeah, true. to, I can imagine... Like obviously when you just say it, cool, but like imagine being told that from like someone who like you look up to or mm-hmm. someone who's your peer side by side or someone from who you think is you beneath or whatever and they tell you like you're just standing around here doing nothing, like and if it comes in a song lyrics where you're jamming out to it and then you got someone being like, Man, that's you Oof. <laughs> <laughs> hey oh. <laughs> You're done. You're done. Like that's tough and that's one of the where it's like a direct wake up call. Like you need to go into the matrix and be like, alright, what am I doing? And, you know, am I just standing here in line, you know, pointing? Just seeing things go Getting by? Getting tired. Or are you just hopping on the train, <laughs> hop on the railroad and it's on the boat and doing something. So uh very direct very impactful quote for those who you know are doing nothing but i might that's the way i that's the way i perceive it and and it's it'll be interesting to hear your YouTube take because I, I take that one as very direct not to myself but i can imagine to you know in the improper tone and or maybe the right tone and the messaging you're trying to get across like someone could take that quite raw it's a very raw mm-hmm. call. Oopsie. We're good. We're good. <laughs> I'll just take that one out.
1: <laughs> uh Josh, what what do you think?
2: Uh yeah, I mean it's 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 very direct for sure, but I feel too that I don't know if he's doing it from a point of like calling someone out specifically. I mean, it's hard to tell with some songs and lyrics these days, right? But um I feel like that could be taken I mean, you could put a positive kind of swing on that one, I would say. And to say, you know what? What are you standing for? Like, Mm -hmm. you know, not necessarily a negative thing, but what is something that you believe in so much that you're going to stand up for, right? Instead of just standing for something and getting tired and doing nothing or getting tired because you're not doing anything. Yeah. Right? Or standing for something that you believe in. Mm
3: -hmm.
2: So that's kind of how I take that one. A little bit more of a an uplifting mm-hmm. <laughs> from, yeah cuz
1: there's no context no. to this lyric it's literally just that yeah. that's all i gave you it's true so
2: are you hiding something from us no okay
1: no i just like i just think it's interesting i notice people standing for nothing getting tired like just think about that for a second mm-hmm. if you're listening what does that mean to you you know cuz again like uh, it could have different meanings but yeah. it's you know, part of a song. So take <laughs> what you of, will. Part go part listen to it if you wanna. I don't know. Mm-hmm.
0: All that's right. all I got. That's all I got. Okay. Well, I think that wraps up today, Josh. Oh. Anything on anything in your mind that you want to tell the people? Tell the people. Oh, tell them the tell them the pal story actually. The pal story? story. Oh man. what because I think Kelsey, Anytime you call, Kelsey's like. I say, oh, stop, pal! Video, sorry.
1: But it's excessive. Yeah,
2: <laughs> it's like every
1: second word, every like second sentence has "pal" in it.
2: Yeah. <laughs> What's <wrong with> that? <laughs> what is wrong with that? We're a bunch of pals. Absolutely yeah. nothing. Yeah. So I don't even really know how this originally started, but there's uh the three amigos at our at our office here. We've somehow managed to uh, call each other pals, and uh, the three OGs of the the group, I guess. So Mari's one of them. Um, <laughs> and then the other two, we've got the, the... I think it's the OP. Yeah. Yeah, the original PAL, right? Mm-hmm. Then we've got the MP, which I really don't have any <laughs> idea where this one came from, but that one stands for Mexican PAL. Um, and then we've got the BP. And Omari, I'll, I'll let you... It's the uh, Black PAL. <laughs> <laughs> so... Um. Yeah, I don't even it, it's kind of funny. We uh we talk in code at off at our office sometimes we, you know when we were allowed to go into our office, not working from home, but um and people would always be like, Who are you talking to?
0: Oh, just pal over knew. there. We knew. We knew, we, knew.
2: <laughs> we knew what was going on. Yeah. That's pretty much I, I don't know, do you have a different perspective on that no, story? I, I mean we just seen as you're one of the Powell, pals. <laughs> pal is just
0: a nice way to be like sup buddy You're like hey man they're like it's nice quick like pal like sup pal sup pal but like i with, say with, pal with, with, with emphasis like yeah i'm always like <laughs> hey what's up pal i had to really come back from the mic i didn't want to blow your guys ear eardrums out um but it's a it's a happy tone
2: it is you know? yeah very catches you tone. off guard sometimes yeah for sure they're very loud
0: yeah it's a very loud pal you have to be the, the whole, whole group
2: voice. the whole group but the the pal group is just very loud. Yeah. You can hear them from any any <laughs> corner of that office for sure. Oh, man. It's, it's good times. Well that's, <laughs> well, that's a cute story.
1: Well, that's a cute story.
2: <laughs> um, well,
0: Kelsey, fun. Um, You're
1: saying it like I'm leaving or
0: something. No? <laughs> no, <laughs> it's no, been a no. slice. It been a has slice. been a good episode, though. It's been a great episode. I want to thank mm-hmm. Josh again for yes, coming Yes, definitely. On. Touch on his story, what he's got for the future, giving you all some financial tips to help you guys get set. That's the biggest thing with what me and Kelsey had in store for twenty twenty one is get you guys started which with Nuke, you got some goal setting. Oof, um, yep. Get your minds right. Josh, drop some some financial knowledge, getting your mind obsessed on a goal, across Definitely looking forward to seeing you crush that. I'll be at the competition, dabbing you out with sweat, pal. <laughs> 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 There's lots of that still, for sure. Um, and we got we got some more in store for you guys. So oh yeah, we do. Um, stay tuned. Uh, remember, eat your veggies, drink your water, and cash them big checks. Right? I know my man Josh. He eats his veggies because he gave me his meal prep, and he's like, "Put this in the fridge for me." Rice, <laughs> broccoli, chicken breast. He's also got a bag of of veggies, veggies,
1: cucumbers and carrots.
0: And his jug of water. water Yes. I've seen him have a bigger one. This is his on-the-go one. That's just a shaker. (laughs) Yeah. He probably has a big one next to him in the car. It's it's in my bag. I knew it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Drink your water, guys. Come on.
0: Come on. Okay. Well, folks, take care of yourself. Stay safe. And we'll see y'all on the next episode of Untitled. I'll try to add some effect there for (laughs) y'all.
1: All right. Catch you later.
2: Peace, Josh. You guys say bye. See you guys. Bye. Peace. Peace.